episode 979. It's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron String, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What's happening? And filling in for Jamie Ivey, who I think is back on the next show, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, one last time, we get to be joined by downtown Emily Brown. Hey, Emily. Hello. Who's still also in Orlando? Mm-hmm. Now, Emily, you are in the midst of a of a, just a kind of a cross country sort of road trip, just just seeing the world, right? Mm-hmm. Do, yeah. Where? Yeah. How long till till is this just no end in sight? It's kind of indefinite. Like, what is your plan for this for, um, for seeing America here? So initially, I kind of was just going to do six months of traveling because I didn't think I would like it that much. Like, I just wasn't sure how I'd feel about. Like not really having like a home base or anything. Yeah. But turns out I love it. Um, so I've now extended it to at least a year. And beyond that, I don't know. But um, it's lit. It's really fun. Like I was talking to someone the other day. I really only know where I'm going up until like the next month. So I know where I'm going in July. I have not made any official plans for August. So um, so if you're an eligible bachelor and you would like Emily Brown to come to your town, yeah. just hit us I, up know, at I Relevant Podcast on Twitter. If and- I'm that adventurous, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not there yet. I, you know, Emily goes, you know what? I think, I think the road trip's over in July, actually. I think it's yeah. a hard is this, uh, is this called Married at First Sight? Is that the name of this thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, a, but it's, a guy tweets Emily and she shows up in his town. No, you know, like, Emily, are you flying everywhere? Or are you are you road tripping? Um, so I've been in Texas a lot, and I've been driving there. I've been flying. If it's out of state, I'm going to fly because it just gas prices. It'd basically be the same price as if I drove. Yeah. Um, and so, because I that's I did pick maybe the worst year to try to do like a cross country travel. Um, so you in know, history, yeah, in history, poor planning on my part. I'll I'll admit it, but um, I don't regret it. So you, did, far. you didn't plan for the. You didn't plan for a war to break out in You know, Eastern I Europe. planned for you so did, many other things. You, did, you didn't shoot uh, the Kremlin? Just a quick note to see if this is a good summer to uh, <laughs> hey guys, get quick on the check in. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm trying to do global. like worldwide traveling. Just trying to make sure yeah. you're not trying to just Invade take over the world. Oil supply chains. Yeah. 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 Could you guys like chill I saw, for the year? <laughs> I saw an article yesterday, the UK paper saying, well... The era of leisurely travel is officially over. You know, like like it's almost like they're predicting it'll never get back to the way it was, where gas was affordable enough that you could go on road trips regularly or fly regularly for leisure. Like they're basically saying it's going to become like back in the early days of air travel. It was like so expensive that you dressed up for it. You know, they're kind of saying things are may kind of revert to that versus what we've gotten used to. So I'll be the last person to ever travel across the country like this. I don't like You broke that. it for the rest of us. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry. You, thanks. Thanks, Emily. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Uh, joining us later, Rain Wilson, uh, Mr. Dwight Trude himself, although I'm sure he doesn't want to be known as that for the rest I'm of sure his he life. He loves that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's he's got a new well, movie he, coming out. He joins oh, us. Oh, what, what what's his new movie? Uh Jerry and Marge Go Large. 
Uh, he's Good. when I talked to him, I didn't realize this. This is his first comedy role since Dwight. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, he's done like some dramedy sort of stuff or like yeah, indie yeah, films, yeah. but this is his first like just pure comedy role. Um, did you did, now, Emily? Did you do the interview? I did. Yeah. yeah. So did did you talk? Like, did the publicist say, "Hey, Dwight Schrute's off limits," or was that the icebreaker? Like, no. So I, um, they did not say beers, it was off limits. Beats, Battlestar beats, Galactica. Galactica. Pick one topic, Brain. So, what do you want to start? Bears, beats, or Battlestar? I feel like it <laughs> should be clear. Like for the listeners, I do need y'all to know. I'm currently wearing a Stroop Farms sweatshirt. Uh, I kind of live in this actually. So did you um, wear it during the interview? No, I intentionally did not oh. because I I wasn't sure how yeah. he would feel about that. But I will say one of the questions I asked, he made a comment about Dwight. So I took that as like, okay, this is fair game now. I can ask a Dwight question if I want. So he mentioned Dwight first and I just took it and ran with it. Because obviously, not that I only right. want to talk about Dwight, but clearly yeah. I mainly want to talk about Dwight. Dwight. Yeah. I So I remember year, a decade ago, and this is post Lost being a big deal, you know, the show Lost. I mean, this is a few years later. The show creator for Lost, Damon Lindelof, is yeah. that how you pronounce his yeah. name? We were interviewing him for something else. He was on another project and we got word like kind of like don't ask him about Lost. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's moved on. It's over because the way Lost ended, mm-hmm. America felt let down yeah, by him so personally. many unanswered yeah. questions and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And he just didn't want to deal with it. He's moved on to new projects. So, Jesse, wasn't it you doing the interview? I, I think it was Tyler. I think it was Tyler. Tyler? Yeah. It no, was no. Like- Aaron. Aaron Hambry? Maybe, maybe it was Tyler. Maybe Aaron. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I remember it was like left. But anyway, we, we do the yeah. whole interview about yeah. the new thing, blah, blah, blah. And literally they said, our, our our person said, before I let you go, can I ask you a quick question? Mm. What was the smoke monster? <laughs> and he answered it. He yeah. literally broke it down. Well, it was obviously blah, 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 blah. And like this whole thing that was not obvious to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he finally explained a major plot hole and lost. We in the print magazine did this whole article about whatever the new Damon Lindelof project was, and we ran a sidebar that literally like explained it, to everybody about the smoke monster. It, it was great. That's kind of dope, he, though. No lie, that's kind of dope. And the, and the cover yeah. line was "Smoke Monster Revealed" five years later. <laughs> it was yeah. sold off the like, shelves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was hot. Yeah. All right. Well, Lorraine's coming up later. Don't ask him about Dwight. And also, we have a game at the end of the show that uh, Meals on Wheels is the name of the game. That's all I know. Oh, so we'll gosh. See what that's about. Did Tyler right, make stay it? Stay tuned up next. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> stay tuned up next. <laughs> it's Slices. You're listening to Lara. The song is Scissors. Don't run with it. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now.
That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? Uh, Derek, you're you're a big fan of Marvel movies, right? Uh, that, that yes, you sir. and Tyler, I feel like, are, are a resident. Emily, what what's your feelings on on the matter? Oh, I really enjoy Marvel movies. I've seen all of them in the shows. Like, I actually really love them. And I know Cameron's a huge, huge fan. Uh, he has the the comic books. He he just does. You know, he all has the a Disney Marvel Plus room series. in his house. Yeah, yeah, wallpaper. Yeah, he's wearing <laughs> he's wearing yeah. a Captain America outfit right now. The uh, shield, not the T-shirt, <laughs> an actual outfit. The uniform, the outfit. The uniform. Should the yeah. Avengers call? <laughs> uh, I picked this one because it sounds like the origin stories for for a real life Marvel hero. Now, this story oh. comes from us from a site uh, uh, called PestInformer.com, which is pest? a pest business, a pest business out of Raleigh, North Carolina. And okay. uh, they are making an interesting offer right now. Um, you know what? I'm just going to read. Uh, I'm just going to read right from, uh, you know, right from their site. They they are looking for uh, several homeowners who will give them uh, their home for 30 days um, and, and to, do, to conduct a little study in exchange for letting them use the, their home for for 30 days. Pestinformer.com will give the homeowners five to seven households two thousand dollars cash okay all you gotta do is run out and you can still live there there is a catch though in this study we are willing to pay uh, homeowners two thousand dollars for us to release american cockroaches into your home and test out a specific pest control technique uh, to be able to gauge how effective the treatment is Uh, we are we are currently hiring five to seven household owners to allow us to release 100 american cockroaches into your home give us permission to film and test out a specific cockroach treatment does this sound like there's a there's a couple red flags in this to me? Maybe a hundred red flags. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but one is they don't really tell you much about the treatment and why they need to film. Like this sounds like it could be a found footage horror film as well. Like yeah, you know, yeah. we recovered the we recovered uh, <laughs> footage from the cameras left in the cockroach home. You know, the cockroach homes. This is what we found, and they're just like pumping gas in. It's. It sounds like it. Like I said, it, this is either just an in, like an incredible like ploy to test out some sort of cockroach poison, or the the best viral marketing campaign for like an indie horror movie ever. Would you guys ever? How <laughs> no. desperate would you have to be to go, to let them no. drop a hundred cockroaches in and just kind of live there for Never. for a month? I I can't no. imagine any scenario where I would be that desperate to let them drop a hundred cockroaches Never. in my house. My bug guy was here literally today. Yeah. I live in Florida. No, we we we're vigilant against the cockroaches. We do not invite them. Hey, no like, even talking yeah. about it, I'm I'm getting what is like, the price? What is you're saying? Two thousand dollars isn't enough. What is the? There has to be a price for only a hundred cockroaches. Well, how much does it? How much does it cost to demolish and rebuild an entire home? So, <laughs> I was so I'm going seven hundred fifty thousand maybe down. Yeah, five hundred thousand. I don't know. Why? Yeah, do you, burn it. Yeah, yeah, burn it to the ground. Yeah. Let's rebuild it. Hey, I'm in. Give me half a million. We're good. Have, have give me, give me a like new house. Ads. I'm with it, baby. Yeah. Fully furnished new house. Yeah. We, right. Have you ever seen those ads for like, you know, medical tests? And, you know, some of the compensation seems pretty good. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I. I could see. It's usually like logic. eighty bucks. <laughs> it's like yeah. let's inject you with something, and here's eighty bucks. My kidneys may fail, but eighty bucks is eighty bucks. <laughs> Let us know if you feel like you're on fire. Here's a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, no. I also, hey, is, it, this, is this just Jesse, Fear Factor you know, coming back? You know yeah. in college, though, most I mean, there was a lot of ORU kids that would go sell plasma. I sold and plasma. I, and then there was, there was kids different. that would go do... To go, but there was also kids that would go do medical experiments to get money too. I will sleep say deprivation this. studies and stuff like that. In college, someone would could have said, "I will drop a if I'll give you two thousand dollars to to let me put a hundred cockroaches in your dorm room." I would right now. I would have gone and helped them collect the cockroaches. I would no put a hundred cockroaches yeah. in my bed for two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars in college is like three years of living expenses. That's like a I mean, million like, dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no joke. I mean, there's only so many donuts at Walmart that you can buy. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, that's like a lot. That's a last. lot of trips to Quiznos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by by my calculation, that's about four hundred chicken carbonara sandwiches from from Quiznos. Was that your order at the Quiznos next to campus? Oh, yeah. you know it. I look. I don't know what happened to Quiznos. It it didn't feel like they ever like just shuttered dramatically. It feel like they just sort of. Slowly faded from our, you know, our. I feel the same way about Cadoba. Do you remember Cadoba? Yeah. Like oh, the, yeah. they used to be text. everywhere. Oh, yeah. the uh, the Chipotle off brand Chipotle. The Chipotle, yeah. the off brand Chipotle. Cadoba predated Chipotle. Yeah, oh. I see. I what I always thought of them as like locked in like this eternal death match with Moe's. Like two burrito places enter the shop of the strip mall, one leaves, and it's always Moe's <laughs> is the last one standing. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Mo, Qdobo tap Moe's tapped out Qdobo like four years ago. You know? It yeah. was it was a, a struggle to the death, you know. I don't know what happened to Quiznos though, because like Jersey Mike's and Subways, and there are still there's still a market for sub sandwiches. That's what I'm saying. If if a Quiznos, if a Quiznos popped up, you know, within like a quarter mile of your house, you're not telling me you're popping in there just to see if they're as good as you remember. When they come out of that little toaster, it was a real treat, guys. I I don't know if you guys remember. (laughs) They still got a Quiznos at uh, BNA at the Nashville airport. Yeah, you see them, and and when you, but they're at the level now that when you see a Quiznos, you're like, oh. There's still a Quiznos. Like, it's not yeah. like it was. True, okay. true, true, true. As true. of yeah. March 31st, mm-hmm. 2022, there are 176 Quizno restaurants in the U.S. 176? Mm-hmm. So that's like three per state, give or take. So two, yeah, as I was say, two or three yeah. per state. <laughs> that's still, yeah, there was like two in my neighborhood 10 years ago. <laughs> I mean, there was like... Right, that's for sure. That's crazy. All right. Uh, what do you have, Derek? Um, Internet Explorer is dead. And I'm sad. Like, I just want to sing the boys to men. It's so hard <laughs> to say goodbye to yesterday. I, I, you have a moment of silence right that's now. Beautiful. I feel like I haven't used, I feel a, like, I haven't used a PC in 20 plus years. I didn't. What, what browser is on a PC laptop then? I thought that was like baked into uh, Windows. I did too. I mean, I haven't used a PC in a while either, but it's just the fact there was so much nostalgia, you know what I'm saying, with Internet Explorer that right now I'm just sad. It it always was like, if nothing was going to be there, Internet Explorer was going to be there for you. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And no matter how long you went away from it, it was still the same when you went back because they never changed it. You could it's gonna be a the lot same. like Quiznos in that way. <laughs> it sure. was always the same. You know, you could be having a bad what is day it with or this a great segment? day. Like all of a sudden, we're we're sad that 2005 is over. <laughs> you know, Quiznos, <laughs> Internet Explorer. Is Internet Explorer the Quiznos of browsers? Is that what we're? I figuring guess out? I didn't know well, this. No, because Internet Explorer. No, that's is true. Gone. That's true. So oh, true. It's R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, there's no. Yeah, it's sad. R. Is R. there a reason? I had to pour, like, I had to pour out some. Uh, 
digital liquor for, <laughs> for Internet Explorer. I understand that technology has improved and that there's different like software browsers that do things more efficiently, blah, blah, blah. But why not just keep updating Internet Explorer? Why kill it off for a different? I don't understand. Like, why yeah, would they? Apparently, Microsoft, you know what I'm saying? They uh, Microsoft got this new browser called Microsoft Edge. I don't know why. Okay. You know, but they do. Just, so just call they're it, like, we don't need to have two browsers. So but, we're just going to, we're going to, you know, they, they cheated I, on Internet Explorer that's saying. with Edge. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? See, I don't I, like that. I almost wonder if they like created that. Edge just because they felt like it would be too much to like rebrand Internet Explorer. Yeah. So it's it was like, well, we'll just. Oh, yeah. oh, because it got a reputation for being janky yeah, and unreliable. I, so I, it's it a tainted brand. Like so they're 2015 ish. So it, Edge has been out for a few years. But Internet Explorer has always been there. So I think Edge was like, they were just trying to say like, we do have an internet browser. It's not Explorer. It actually works. It's not 10 years behind. And so what about, <laughs> what about the old person who hasn't updated their computer in 10 years? Cause all they do is get on to check their web email to talk to their grandkids or whatever. <laughs> and like, does the internet Explorer just like, they click it. It's already on their computer. Does it stop working? Like what, how, how do you kill off something that somebody already has, you know? Great question. Uh, yeah. I think they're just not going to support it anymore. Oh, okay. So those grandparents are going to mm-hmm. have to call the geek squad because yeah. they're not going to know what's going on with their No, their oh, the grandparents yeah. are going to call the grandkids who yeah. that's and their the personal geek squad. Yeah, the grandkid opens Internet Explorer and realizes that m- about three quarters of the screen is just gigantic toolbars <laughs> that they've just loaded <laughs> on the Explorer <laughs> unknowingly. <laughs> the, the amount of display dedicated to just Internet Explorer toolbars and bookmarks, uh, you know, are you know, you need an external monitor for at this point but yeah. uh yeah all right what do you have emily um the fda announced that they are planning on removing jewel cigarette e-cigarettes from the u.s market altogether um they oh. have been i thought you were talking about that they were going to remove the artist the jewel from the u.s make her go back to canada no i think okay. she's safe for now i haven't checked up on and her i believe but... she's alaskan i believe she's alaskan too oh that's right she is american <laughs> yeah Sorry. so i think <laughs> she's safe for a while. Dang. <laughs> she's not. <laughs> Let's do a for Jewel check reason, to see if she's for okay. For some reason. For reasons Somebody, yeah, we haven't a, been do able. Do a wellness check on Jewel, yeah. everybody. For, for reasons yeah. that are totally unclear to anyone, the FDA has declared the artist Jewel persona non grata in the United States. <laughs> they're, they're just they're flexing their muscles. Yeah, don't mess Emily's with Emily's going to track her down on her road trip. She's going to yeah. go find Jewel. The quest to find Jewel. Who can Jewel. save her soul? Who can save her <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry. The jewel jewel, vaping. Yes. Vaping. Um, Yeah. So the FDA has been reviewing. uh, So this is specifically the company jewel. Um, They have been reviewing them and considered banning the product for about two years now. And uh, the company has stopped selling some of its flavors um, because they were getting a ton of backlash because a lot of underage kids were just easily accessing it. Um, Right. You know, their friends would buy it for them or this, you know, they could just grab it. It's such a small product. It's easy to grab. Um, and so there's just no way to kind of curb the underage users. So they're well, just You like, said that it sounded like from experience that there's certain products okay. that are just small so, enough that you just grab them, <laughs> grab so, and go. You just not, grab them, you put in that uh, blueberry e-juice and all of a sudden you're addicted okay. to vaping. What do you want so me to do? So not personal <laughs> experience, not personal experience, but I was a youth leader for a very long time. And okay. I unfortunately uh. had a lot of kids who did 
they vaped and I would find out about it and I we would talk about it. And I, I think I was actually telling Cameron the other day, we were at like this youth camp and this student comes up to me. She's crying and she's like, I've just had this revelation. I think the Lord wants me to give something up. And she pulls her jewel out of her pocket and hands it to me. And is like, I don't think the Lord wants me to smoke this anymore. Aww. And I said, yeah, I also don't think he wants you to smoke this anymore. So uh, then I had to look up like, how do I properly Aww. dispose of a vape? Because I don't know what to do with this. Um, you throw it in the trash. Why is what you make sure? Oh, okay. She is being yeah. responsible. Well, because I don't want to. Because I asked her how she got it, and she did say that like I think she got it from a friend, but I think the friend just kind of like swiped it from the store because it's like really small. So there just wasn't a lot of regulations, um, which is its own issue itself. But anyways. I do not have personal experience vaping. I do need that to be made clear. If you if you hear one thing from this, I don't vape. But I am happy that hopefully other people will stop vaping as well. Because um, it's just, it's so unhealthy. Like, it is insane that I feel like I grew but my entire life seeing... why is it just seeing... Juul? Because there's 50 other brands. I mean, why why target one but brand? That won't like change the, anything. I think it's the, like, by far the most dominant one. Oh, it's the White Claw of yeah. vaping products. Yeah. It's, okay, it, it, got it, got it, got and, it. And I feel like it just, you know, I'd, look, I, I'm not going to make any <clears throat> sort of moral proclamations about my feeling about, you know, vaping. But I do feel like when I see someone vaping, I just automatically, it's like, that's the type of person that grows up and has like an NFT for their profile pick. For some reason, oh, no. that just oh, seems no. like the, the a perfect circle of a Venn diagram. Formal jewel users to NFT and profile picks. For some reason, it just there's a personality yeah, thing. That's there. true. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Tyler joins us. We take you inside the summer issue of Relevant. Take back your wonderful life for more than life to love much listening to Two Door Cinema Club. The song is Wonderful Life. Okay, as promised, please welcome to the show relevant senior editor Tyler Huckby. Hey, man. Hey, I'm so glad you're safe. <laughs> Thank you. We've already <laughs> we haven't, I haven't talked to you since that I had. I know you said already, but I, we haven't we're, talked. We're okay, well. we haven't talked. I have not seen you. That soon. is true. Um, I am here. Uh, Emily is also with us. Hi, Emily. Hello. And we kicked Jesse to the curb. Uh, just for this segment. That's not true. We're just recording at a different time. We still love them. Um, anyway, it's our time to tell you about the new issue of Relevant, our summer issue released this week. We are very excited about it. We want to tell you all about it. You heard on the last episode a little bit of our cover conversation with Maverick City Music's Naomi Rain. Um, but the feature goes a lot, you know, has a lot more than just the few minutes that you heard with her. Emily, you talked to her, right? Yeah, I got to talk with her. Um, I was really excited because, I mean, it's Mav City. They're like the biggest worship band. Um, and she just has such an incredible voice. But what was really exciting is she's actually coming out with solo music. Um, and it has a very different sound than Maverick City. Very fun. We actually talked about how she almost reminds me of like a worship brandy, which I'm, I love brandy. So I'm excited. <laughs> wow. Um, 
It's, I know, it's, a, oh, it's that got me excited. Yeah, yeah. It's I good. thought you were oh. gonna say she reminds me of a worship brand, and I was like, oh, another <laughs> yeah. one. That's what I. And then I was on the exact e. same page. You threw the e <laughs> on the end. Yeah. I was like, oh, brandy, brandy. <laughs> we're we're yes. team brandy over here. Yeah, which she even said, like, brandy was one of her big inspirations growing up, and so that was like the music that she's always loved. So she got to make, um, you know, it's still worship music. It's still like rooted in faith, um, but it is also fun to listen to. So uh, it was just a really good conversation and I appreciated her honesty and it made me even more excited to hear the rest of the album. Uh, we have a great lineup. There's a, uh, we also talked to, you know, we always, lately we have been on a roll of talking to like Hollywood heavy hitters. Uh, you heard about a month ago, a few weeks ago, you heard a little bit of our conversation with filmmaker John Favreau. We have a full feature with him in the issue as well. You don't want to miss that. What's his new project that he's... Oh, it's the Apple... It's called Pre- Prehistoric Planet yeah. for Apple TV. Yeah. And it, it's I, I really enjoyed getting to talk to him a little bit about how he brought a lot of the ethos that he brought to like The Mandalorian and to the Marvel stuff and even to Chef to uh, basically like a hypothetical nature documentary and uh and it was it was way more interesting and way more narrative than i thought it was going to be yeah. i think people are going to i think people are going to enjoy the the conversation that we had it was a lot of yeah. fun also speaking of uh people just tv film people that we're fans of and the issue we have mr rain wilson a former irrelevant cover artist <laughs> rain wilson is yeah. back he has a new yeah. film out right Yes, he does. Uh, it's called Jerry and Marge Go Large. It's about how a, it's a real life story about a couple that hacks the lottery, which is just very entertaining. Um, I was so excited to talk to him because I grew up watching The Office. I love The Office. I wear a Shroot Farms shirt like three out of four days or three out of five days every week. Um, everyone on staff <laughs> sees it all the time. Yeah, I like we live did. in it. We and so did you I wear did have the to intentionally... Car- you intentionally... Did you wear this? Did you intentionally I, wear it or not wear it? I didn't. I intentionally did not wear it just because okay. I wasn't sure how he felt. But I will say he mentioned Dwight first in the interview. So I took that as fair game for me to ask some Dwight questions. Love it. This good. Don't miss that. Uh, we also hit some, you know, life issues that that matter here in the summer. Uh, we're talking about. Um, we talked to our friend Bianca Oltoff about how to transform your dating life this summer. I read the article seventeen times. It did not work for me. I uh, hey. Hey, I've only read it 16 that, that times. Could be used, Maybe that could be user time. error. User error. I don't think that's the, let's not blame Bianca <laughs> for, the, for that one. Just, yeah. Still. <laughs> we love you, Bianca. It's oh, a, no, it's a, I think it's great. good. I just, no matter where you're at. Yeah. 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 You can be too far gone sometimes. Um, okay. So <laughs> we got dating. We also, <laughs> Hey, the economy is unbelievably difficult right now. And we are talking about how to get out of debt and how it looks different now than you know maybe the old finance classes you took at church or whatever. And uh, you know, let's talk about <laughs> 2022 and let's be realistic about this. How do we get on top of our money? We have a piece that looks at that. As yeah, well. a lot of the uh, I think a lot of the conventional wisdom that a lot of us grew up hearing about money that just hasn't aged super well in a, in our time of like hyperinflation and crushing student debt and things like that that wasn't really part of uh, what didn't that didn't in fact affect a lot of our older friends who we love the same way that it does us. So this is trying to rethink what some of that wisdom would look like, not only just from a smart 2022 perspective, but also from a biblical perspective. Yep. Uh, speaking of biblical perspectives, uh, we talk about kind of a thing that's going on with the church. You know, obviously it's been a topic for a decade plus about kind of celebrity church culture and all that kind of stuff. Well, instead of having that same conversation about like 
we shouldn't have kind of our Hollywood values affect how we see church leaders and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we know that. Well, really what's happened is that whole model has kind of crumbled in the last year or so. And we have a piece that mm. kind of looks at, well, now what, you know, now that the kind of celebrity church model has, you know, kind of shown the bubble has popped, should we say, uh, what does it look like moving forward? And what, what do we want to rebuild in its ashes? And we have a piece that looks at that. Yeah, Caitlin Beatty, who's a, who's a friend and a really wonderful writer, has been thinking about this for a long time. And obviously, we at Relevant and our people who follow us have had a front row seat to a lot of this implosion. Uh, so we we don't just want to cover where things go wrong, as they obviously have in some pretty significant ways. We want to make sure we're we're finding a a new, healthier, better way forward that can stay away from the sorts of problems that we've seen with this model. And uh, grateful for Caitlin's wisdom on this and, and excited to share some of her thoughts on yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. We have a, uh, a some great artists, none other than one of our favorite artists, James Vincent McMorrow is in the issue. Here is a clip of his new single. Love him. Also, okay, I'll just, if you follow Mr. Tyler Huckabee on Twitter, you know that a, a week <laughs> or two ago, a week go. or two ago, <laughs> at night, he tweeted, tomorrow, I am interviewing one of my heroes. I got to be honest, I'm a little nervous. Everybody at Relevant saw that and thought, who is he interviewing? Is it like Barack Obama? We don't know about it. Like who is, what is on his to-do list? Tyler, why don't you tell the audience who you were talking about? Okay. I guess we can do the reveal because there were a lot of, a lot of people guessed mm-hmm. on the internet and, and nobody we were got guessing it. At staff <laughs> meeting. We were a lot of Amy- you were guessing at staff meeting too. I yeah. Emily was the only one who knew oh, yeah. who I was actually interviewing. And I think you were still confused. <laughs> well, I just I wanted to confirm that. that's who you were talking about. Um, but it was <laughs> it funny. Was so, a lot of people guessed yeah. Amy Grant, which I think is hilarious that people sure. know that that's one of your heroes. Well, we love Amy Grant. Yes. And, uh, and actually, this is, this is, I didn't plan this. I didn't, nor did I, was I the one who brought it up, but Amy Grant came up in the conversation with the person oh. who I was talking about, <laughs> unbidden by myself. <laughs> uh, the, and, and the, who I was interviewing was John Darnielle, the lead singer of the Mountain Goats, who are, you know, they're, they're a good band. They're a cool band. They've been in the game for, uh, for a, a while now, but they're just a band that has meant a lot to me personally as songwriters and as artists, uh, both as a, and, and as a novelist too. He's also a novelist who I, I think is very, very talented. So I, I, you know, not super, not as like a list fame at like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm talking to an Obama level celebrity. But as for somebody who's meant a lot to me, I really enjoyed this conversation and uh, it lived up. It was, I, I, I think I swallowed, I was, I was able to face my fears and my nervousness <laughs> and we had a good conversation and I'm excited to share it with people. And if you don't know Mountain Goats, here is some of their music. Uh, I, I remiss that I I'm, I know we're in the music section, but I forgot we we have. I just saw in my notes we have a phenomenal feature. We talk a lot about mental health, 
We haven't talked a lot about brain health and the connection between our physical brains and our mental health. Well, Dr. Caroline Leaf, who's a believer, is actually one of the leading people in that conversation about neuroscience and the intersection of neuroscience and mental health. And we have a feature with her about actual brain health and things that we as Christians mm-hmm. need to be aware of and how much that affects our day-to-day lives. Yeah, she's she's super smart. And I know that she. Uh, a lot of people have really been gravitating towards her, her wisdom and her years of research that she's put into this sort of thing. And it, she, I, I like that she talks about brain health in a way that makes it very, very practical. Like not, not just yeah. here's what mental health is or what brain health is, but here's how you can actually take control of it. And here's some things you can do to be in, to actually, like the Bible says, capture every thought, uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which in her case is something that she means very, very literally, you know, renewing of your mind. Uh, it's a really fascinating conversation with her, a fascinating feature, yep. I think. And last but not least, you know them as the cool kids. Um, in the issue, we connect with Echo Smith, who obviously came on the scene in a huge way in 2013 with their smash cool kids, but has been making great music ever since and has a new album out. So uh, do not miss Echo Smith. Here is a clip of their music. Well, all those features are available for free at relevantmagazine.com if you click on the magazine tab. The issue, that our summer digital issue, is presented by World Vision. We are very grateful for their support. They are presenting the issue ad-free. I mean, you're going to see some World Vision messaging on that edition, but uh, no other ads, thanks to them. Um, also, if you want to see the ad-free enhanced edition of the issue, Relevant Plus subscribers get it four times a year. It's perfectly designed for your device, whether it be a tablet or um, phone and desktop as well. Beautiful print layouts and enhanced features and completely ad-free. That's for Relevant Plus subscribers. You can find out all the information on Relevant Plus and get the issue, the enhanced digital issue, uh, right away uh, by clicking on the Relevant Plus tab there at relevantmagazine.com. Go check it out. It's a stack lineup. We're excited about so much of the content. We're excited for you to check it out. We want to hear what you think. Let us know. Go check it out. Tell your friends. Hit us up on social and tell us what you think. Tell us what your favorite feature is. Great work, guys. Thanks so much. That's the summer digital issue of Relevant. Stay tuned. Up next, Rain Wilson joins us. listen to santa gold the song is ain't ready well relevant has a lot happening this year and we don't want you to miss a thing make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday we'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes some uh, fan extras and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year make sure to sign up it's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is none other than Rain Wilson. You know him as Dwight from The Office, but he's been in a ton of other roles too. And now he's starring in Paramount Plus's new film, Jerry and Marge Go Large. 
Our very own downtown Emily Brown sat down to talk with Rain about his new role and why this story is something audiences should hear right now. Here's our conversation with Rain Wilson. Jerry, you're going to have to tell me what's going on. I was always good with math, codes, puzzles, you name it, but I just feel like I never got to be a part of the world. Found this flaw. There's a loophole that the lottery didn't see. It's right here in the math. I don't know what this says. It looks like the numbers a crazy man drew in a cell wall. I cannot believe you are my accountant. I'm playing the lottery and I won $15,000. Why didn't you just tell me? We barely have enough money to retire on. This is no time to risk it. Yes, it is. What? Can I help you? We'd like to buy 8,000 windfall tickets. I'm going to help you first. One of the first things I wanted to talk to Rain about was kind of why he thought this movie was a story that needed to be told because, uh, you know, I don't want to give away the plot, but uh, I personally was really surprised in a great way at how the movie touched on selflessness and helping your community. Um, and it was just, it was a lot more generous, uh, the couple was, than I, I initially knew. I didn't, I went into this not knowing anything about them. And so it was just a really heartwarming story that I wasn't prepared for it to tug on my heartstrings the way that it was. And so I really wanted to know why Rain was drawn to this story and kind of why he felt like of all the movies in the world and all the stories being told, why was this one that people needed to see and needed to pay closer attention to? Well, I think that we live in such a hyper-partisan world and things are so divided. Um, You know, every issue has kind of like a red state and a blue state take on it. And this transcends that. This is like the best of being American. It's generosity. It's about community. It's about giving back. It's doing it with with kind of a big warm heart. And so as soon as I read that in the script, I wanted to be a part of it. And uh, I was really, uh, really excited to help tell that story. It's kind of, uh, it's really what America needs right now. Uh, Like I said, you know, this movie definitely tugs on the heartstrings, but it's also got so many great funny moments. And truthfully, most of the funny moments come from Rain's role uh, as Bill. I kept laughing at his lines specifically. They were just so funny. And it was interesting because I grew up watching The Office. We all know Rain from uh, Dwight, obviously. Uh, And so I wanted to know, you know, it's been a long time since he'd played a comedy role. So out of all the roles that I'm sure he's been offered over the years, what was it about this role that drew him back to, you know, his comedic roots and why, why was this the one that he decided, yes, I'm going to be the comic relief. Well, I, uh, I was, I read the script and I was like, Oh, I would be the comic relief. And that was very appealing to me. I hadn't really done a, in a straight up comedic role, uh, since the office, um, most of the stuff I've been doing have been drama or, or at least dramedy. And so I was excited to just jump in and improvise and be my big, weird, goofy self, uh, in a totally new way. This was not in a, um, he's not like Dwight at all, Bill. And, uh, it was just a hell of a lot of fun. Truthfully, when I went into this conversation, I was not prepared to bring up Dwight at all. And so once he did, I took that as fair game. So uh, I did get to ask him what he thought Dwight might be doing if he found out he could hack the lottery. Yeah, I think uh, Dwight hacking the lottery would be a lot of fun. That sounds like a a very (laughs) 
interesting office spinoff. Uh, <laughs> Dwight with millions of dollars. Like what? What would he do? You know, <laughs> if he had a a helicopter or a private jet or a you know a bodyguard, <laughs> um, the sky's the limit. That would be that would be a lot of fun. My final question that I asked Rain was, you know, what was it like to play this real character um, and to tell a true story? Because, you know, we know him as Dwight from The Office, like I mentioned. And while that is sort of rooted in truth, you know, we all know someone like Dwight. This is a character who is real and is genuine and has an actual background and history and things like that. And so I was really curious, you know, what is that like to step into the role of a real person rather than someone that you maybe have a little bit more artistic freedom with and kind of what's the responsibility between taking on a real life person as opposed to just a made up character? Well, I don't know that the character of Bill really existed. I don't think so. He was kind of created. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's important to the story that it feel real and feel grounded. It's a comedy, it's light, it's warm hearted, but this really happened and these are real people. And, um, and I think that that gives the film a little more heft. If you just went in and it was just a made up movie about people winning the lottery, you'd be like, first of all, you wouldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> and you know, truth is stranger than fiction in this way, but, um, uh, you know, that grounds the film uh, in, an, in an interesting way. Everyone in your group. The lottery suspended our license. We're bidding half a million. Go big or go home. Really does feel like we're robbing a bank. Nah, this is going to be more fun. That was Rain Wilson. You can read more of that conversation uh, in the brand new summer issue of Relevant. You just heard all about that, so you already know that. All right, stay tuned up next. It's our game, Meals on Wheels. listening to fka twigs the song is killer it's also a good song okay it's time for a game that tyler and paris wrote for us uh here we go summer is upon us and along with it a return to that road trip lifestyle hey i'll be road tripping this summer there we go uh wherever you travel across the u.s this summer you're bound to experience new sights new thrills and of course new cuisine America is famous for its regional delights, which become local superstars and well-kept secrets from outsiders. But no matter how tight-lipped residents remain about their favorite local dishes, word is about to get out. In this game, you will be given a U.S. state and three local dishes. One of them is the most popular order from the state's best-loved regional chain, according to a 2022 Mashable survey. The other two are completely made up dishes you must determine which restaurant chain and dish is the real one the person who guesses the most correctly will win a road trip to anywhere in the u.s assuming they can take time off work plan it and pay for the gas themselves the losers will just have to swing by mickey d's y'all ready 
So, so you're going to name a state because the way you explain the rules, every answer is going to be Quiznos chicken carbonara. That's a <laughs> best restaurant in the state, best best no, no, meal. No. So, what I'm going to name three things. One of them is a actual favorite favorite regional dish at a regional restaurant, and the other two are just made up restaurants gotcha, gotcha, and dishes. Gotcha. Okay, so you got to tell me the real one. And I'll tell you the state. I'll tell you the state okay. and I'll give you three options. Okay. I think this was inspired by the fact that I had a pub sub for the first time in my life this week. And Public I, subs here in Florida, yeah. man. I mean, mm. it's famous locally. Like people who live in Florida and then they move away, you'll see them tweet randomly about how much they hated Florida, but they miss public subs. If you, so if you, if you, have, if you have a good 90 minutes for your lunch break that you can sit there while they prepare the subs, they are <laughs> delicious. <laughs> they wait for the slow 78-year-old lady working yeah. the deli counter. They were not in a rush yesterday. <laughs> Oh nope. no, they're never in a rush. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's, funny. It's, yeah, it's you block out the afternoon. You want to, you Jesse, want to you're not going there for quickness. You're going there for deliciousness. It, you, it takes time to make art. Come on, man. Jimmy Jones. All right, here we go. Words with you, but go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Emily, you're up first. Arizona is the state. Which is the real dish and restaurant? Okay, E.G.'s slushies, Taco Cowboys beef and cheese three pack, or Wackadoo's tater top party pack which is the favorite regional dish according to this survey I don't know why EJ's sounds somewhat familiar so I'm going to go with that EG slushies is the correct answer EG slushies good job alright Jesse Colorado Wanda's wings and things boneless buffalo chicken wrap good times Mm. burgers and frozen custards signature wild fries Okay. Or Chili King's Chili and Cinnamon Roll Combo. Oh, I got to go with C just because it sounds absolutely disgusting. Cinnamon Rolls and Chili. The correct answer is what you say. Good Times Burgers and Frozen Custards Signature Wild Fries. Burgers and Frozen hmm. Custards. Oh, that's York. more. That's more. All right. This sounds more rational. Mm-hmm. Derek, <laughs> yeah. Connecticut. Duchess's Duchess is the name of this restaurant. Duchess's Big D Cheeseburger, Scrappy's 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 Four Cheese Pizza Slice, or Big Chuck's Footlong with Relish and Pickles, Connecticut. Give me the pizza slice. Duchess's Big D Cheeseburger, Big D. They like to eat the Big D up there. All right, Delaware, Emily. <laughs> Delaware, Emily. Uh, big Cheapo's fried bologna, bologna and cheese. Big Cheapo. Amelia's, Amelia D's 10 layer chocolate eclairs or Casapula's 12 inch Italian sub. Delaware. I'll go with B. Casapula's 12 inch Italian sub is the favorite dish in Delaware. All right. Any, so, any food that is measured in is is like the serving size is in inches. You know it's yeah. going to be good. Like it just hard stop. Have you heard about the the subway getting su- uh, sued by the lady who measured her foot long sub and is only eleven inches and she sued Subway? <laughs> She's doing God's work. Good for she her. Settled, she Keep settled. She settled. She settled for three inches of a meatball sub to make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the damages on that? Okay. We shorted you a, an inch off two sub purchases. What do we owe you? Like, what, you know, what, $5? Two inches of sub. Yeah. yeah. You get two inches of Listen, sub. Listen, in this economy, you got to fight for what you need. You got to fight for <laughs> there it. You go. Illinois, Jesse. Is it Beefaroo's Wild West Beef Sandwich? Is it Big Al's French Dip with Au Jus? Or is it Giordano's Pizza, Illinois? Well, what was the first one? 
Beefaroo's Wild West don't, Beef Sandwich. Don't trust anything called Beefaroo's, for one. I don't think a place called Big Al's would serve Aju. So I'm going to buy default go to see. Well, first of all, Giordano's is a favorite pizza restaurant up there. Yes. And the only other one that's not in Chicago is here in Orlando. Oh. Um, but the correct answer, according to the survey, is Beefaroo's Wild West Beef Sandwich. is your favorite dish. <laughs> Beefaroo sounds like dog food to me. I'm sorry, Beefaroo, but it sounds like something you would feed an animal. I just can't imagine someone being like, hey, you want to go to Beefaroo's for lunch? I would say no every time. Beefaroo. (laughs) Beefaroni has kind of like a pepperoni implication, so like that's why it's called that. What's the roux? Beefaroo makes it sound Be- like it's this kangaroo is this is kangaroo beef? meat. This is kangaroo this meat. is kangaroo steaks. Kangaroo steaks. <laughs> Are there uh-uh. a lot of kangaroos right. in Illinois? <laughs> uh-uh. All right, Derek. Nope. That's Iowa. What's, that's what's Iowa. so disturbing. What's the f- oh, I just got back from Iowa. Okay, here you go. Favorite regional dish. Captain Patch's pulled pork sandwich, Big and Yum's Choco Banana Milkshake, or Made Right's loose meat sandwich. Made rights loose meat sandwich. Oh dear God! You know what? I would feel like the loose meat sandwich is probably the one. That is correct. You are correct. <laughs> I don't even know what a loose meat sandwich is. A loose meat sandwich. I don't think we like, want to know. I just feel yeah, like I'm... that's what they would want in there. <laughs> All right, right now it's Emily one, Derek one, Jesse zero. But this final round is worth three points, so it's anyone's game. Here we go, Emily. Actually, Jesse, we'll start with you because okay. uh, if she gets it, you're, you're out. Here we go. Uh, Jesse's up first. Louisiana is it old Cajun shrimp po boy? Is it okay. Dat Dog's alligator sausage dog or Streety's spot gumbo cakes? Louisiana favorite regional dish. I don't even know how a gumbo cake would work. In my mind, gumbo is a soup and cake is, you know. A cake. Right. You, you, yeah, you can handheld. Just because I want to believe that a feat of culinary innovation like gumbo cake exists, I'm going to go with that one. Uh-huh. The correct answer is Dat Dog's Alligator Sausage Dog. Mm-hmm. I can see that. All right, so Jesse's out. So Dat now we're dog. down to Emily or Derek. All right, Emily, you're up. New York. Is it is the favorite dish golden crust spicy beef patties, two tall Tony's pepperoni pizza slice, or the green chickpeas falafel wrap? I don't know why two tall Tony just sounds right. I'm gonna go with that. Well, I'm going with the stereotype. I don't appreciate your implications, but uh, the correct answer is golden crust spicy Darn. beef patties is the favorite oh. dish. In Honestly, two tall Tony I just sounds hungry. like a fun place to go. <laughs> Yeah. Right, right, right. Derek, how, how Derek, tall, you can, Derek, you can bring it home. <laughs> too tall. How tall is too, too tall? tall. That's yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> Ask Tony. Chet, Chet Holmgren height. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Der- Derek, here it is. Last one. You could win it. South Carolina. Oh, gosh. Is the favorite dish Red Pappy's barbecue brisket sandwich? Red Pappy. Is it Patriot Sam's triple cheeseburger with everything sauce? Or is it Rush's five piece fried chicken tenders? We're going to go with the chicken tenders. That's right. You win. Rush's five-piece fried chicken tenders is the favorite. Is called Russia? I'm starving. Not, Rush. R- Rushes. Rush. Rushes. I thought you said yeah, Russia. I, I'm going to, I need to run out and find some loose meat because I am starving after this game. <laughs> starving. Don't do an internet search for that term. It's a totally near different me. thing. It's loose meat come back. near me. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, that'll do it for Meals on Wheels. I hope y'all, I hope it's helpful for you as you're planning your summer road trips. 
Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Rain Wilson for joining us today. Make sure to check out his new movie uh, on Paramount Plus now and read more of our conversation with him in the summer issue of Relevant. The ad-supported version, which is presented by World Vision, is available right now at relevantmags.com. Just click on the magazine tab. And if you're a Relevant Plus subscriber, your ad-free enhanced edition is available in your account dashboard. Go check it out. Share the content. Let people know about it. Help us get word out about the new summer issue of Relevant. It's free, y'all. Come on. Also, while you're at our site, make sure to check out all of our daily content. We're publishing at relevantmagazine.com every day. And sign up for Relevant Plus to get exclusive features, an ad-free reading, an exclusive podcast, and so much more. You can find out all the information um, over there at... Just click on the Relevant Plus tab at the site, and it'll tell you everything. Plans start as low as $250 a month. Also, if you like the show, maybe you have a favorite part, maybe an episode jumped out to you, leave us a review and rate it wherever you listen, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or any of the other platforms. The reviews help the algorithm, help people learn about it, and we love seeing the feedback. All right, y'all. On that note, we will wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Derek Miner. We will see you next time. Have a great week, everyone. for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on The Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. You just grab them, you put in that uh, blueberry e-juice, and all of a sudden you're addicted to vaping. What do you want me to tell you? Relevant Podcast Network.